Hey, thank you for listening. Did you know I have a YouTube channel? I have over 130 different videos. I have videos with more scary stories told in the rain, scary stories by a crackling fire, and I also have videos that are less relaxing and more on the scary side. Go check it out, and please don't forget to subscribe. In the YouTube search bar, just type being scared. All right. Catch you later. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I have a very scary story to tell. I was out of work and was desperate for cash when I looked on Craigslist under gigs a few years back. I responded to several ads, ranging from painting to helping people move and cleaning. On a Sunday morning, somebody called me and told me they had some work. They said the job was to clean a kitchen inside a small building that was recently closed down and he was renovating it. He needed me to show up and work in the evening, starting at 7 and ending at like 1 or 2 in the morning. And it was for only one night, and he would pay me $200 cash. That sounded great to me, and I had no problem with these hours, as my last job was a graveyard shift anyway. So the man I was talking to gave me the address, and I told him that I would be there on time at 7 o'clock. He sounded like a normal, nice guy. I showed up a little before 7 and approached the building. This building was amongst many others downtown, but looked eerily lonely in the way that it had no windows and no lights were working outside in front of it. I thought it might have been a bar that was closed down or something. I knocked on the big wooden door. I heard noise coming from inside, and eventually a man opened up. He was tall, he had a goatee, and looked to be in his fifties. He greeted me with a smile and asked me to come on in. There was a single lamp lighting the room we were in, and it indeed looked like an old bar. The room wrapped around another smaller room in the center of it. It looked as if he was painting the walls and working to fix the top of the bar, which was rotting old wood. He showed me to the center room, which was a kitchen. The kitchen was very dirty. A couple of old glasses were laying around. The oven was pulled from the wall, showing rotting drywall behind it. Sawdust and dirt was all over everything. He told me I was to clean this kitchen and to get as much done as possible before 2 in the morning, and he pointed out some cleaning products sitting on the ground by the wall, with some rags to scrub with. I asked if he had any gloves, and he said no, but that the sink in the corner still worked, and I could clean my hands when I wanted with that. That sucked, and I was a bit hesitant to clean some of the stuff in here without gloves, but I remembered that $200 that he had promised, and I moved past my disappointment. He told me while I was cleaning he was going to be working outside at the bar. I asked where I should begin, and he said scrubbing the baseboards around the room. I told him that was cool, and he walked out of the room. Fast forwarding. I had been cleaning for about two hours, making a bit of progress, and I was getting very thirsty. I told myself I would finish this, and then that, before exiting the room, to ask if there was anything I could drink. 
I kicked myself for not thinking to bring a water bottle. After finishing my goal, I stood up and realized that I had not heard him working outside the room at all. I hadn't heard anything as a matter of fact. I walked to the door and opened it. To complete darkness. At that instant, I became very nervous and shouted out, Uh, hey man, I'm making some good progress in here. Expecting to hear him respond. He didn't. I looked around, but seriously could not see anything. I looked back into the kitchen, which was bright and lit up with all the lights on and working in the ceiling. I began taking steps out into the dark room, and after taking about ten steps, I stopped, and was about to speak out again, when to my horror, the door slammed shut behind me. I was now engulfed in blinding darkness. I could not see anything and spun around waving my arms around the room, walking back towards the kitchen door. My steps were small, as I was afraid I was going to run into something. And I did. Waving my hands around in front of me, I hit something. Not a door. I hit someone's face. I gasped, and scuttled backwards, not hearing anything. Whoever I had just touched didn't react. I backed up until I hit the back wall, and I realized I must have been close to the entrance door to the building. I turned and felt around for a doorknob. Luck was on my side, as I quickly found the doorknob and pulled it open. It was dark outside at this point, and only a very small amount of moonlight came into the room. Just enough to where I could see the man standing against the kitchen door with a blank expression on his face. I ran out the door and never looked back. That's the last time I used Craigslist to find work. What was that guy doing? What was he going to do? Makes me sick to think about it. This happened when I was 18, about 16 years ago. I was still living with my parents in their nice house in suburban Colorado. It was getting late one night, around 11.30pm. I was on the phone with my girlfriend and had decided to go up to my room and switch phones, using the one that was in my room so I didn't wake my parents that I assumed were now in bed. Voices downstairs echoed upstairs easily, and I had gotten in trouble for that a few times before. I told my girlfriend to hang on that I was going to put the phone down for a minute while I went upstairs to turn on my phone. I set the phone down on the counter, right next to where it gets hung up on the wall. I quickly walked upstairs and into my bedroom. My room was cold. I had left the window open. I slammed my window shut and picked up the phone next to my bed. Alright babe, one sec. I'm gonna go downstairs real fast and hang up the living room phone. I set the phone down on my bed and went downstairs. I reached the last step, turned left, and stopped. The phone was now hung up on the wall. I stood there, bewildered, for about 30 seconds. A bit creeped out, but mostly confused. Maybe my parents came down and hung it up? No, that wasn't possible. I would have heard them, and I was upstairs for less than a minute. I walked over to the phone and then turned around, looking around the living room and into the kitchen. 
No signs of my parents. Nobody else was in my house that night. I convinced myself that I must have hung it up before I went upstairs. But wait, that's not possible. I would have hung up on my girlfriend. I walked into the dining room and nobody was there. I walked back upstairs and over to my parents' bedroom. I pressed my ear to the door and I could hear my dad snoring. I walked into my bedroom and almost had a heart attack when I saw that my bedroom phone was now hung up. I turned around fast to the dark hallway. Nobody. I ran downstairs and to my horror, I saw the phone in the living room was now gone. I got goosebumps all over my body and my heart was now pounding out of my chest. I ran back upstairs and into my room. I ripped open my closet, but nobody was there. I walked over to my phone and picked it up. And as soon as I did, I heard someone say, I came in through your bedroom window. I almost dropped the phone out of fright and thought, what the hell? That's impossible. My bedroom is on the second story. I turned around again, expecting to see someone, but there was no one there. I turned and opened my window. I looked outside and saw that there was a large extension ladder there leaning on my house, just below the bottom of my window. I dropped the phone on the ground and ran to my parents' room. I slammed against their door with my fists and yelled, Open the door! There is somebody in the house! My mom opened up and was confused with a terrified look on her face. I went into their room and my dad was sitting up in bed. I locked their bedroom door and repeated myself, There is someone in here. They have the phone. They just said something to me. My mom ran to my dad's side of the bed and grabbed his work cell phone that was still in his jeans pocket. She called the police, and they were at our front door knocking about 15 minutes later. They searched the house and found no one. They did find the living room phone, though. It was laying in the middle of the grass in our backyard. Something very creepy happened to me on Christmas. I had celebrated the holiday that morning with my family and went to see my parents. On Christmas night, I had to go into work to finish a proposal I was working on for a new potential client. I obviously didn't want to go into work, but it had to be finished. My work was in a building downtown that is fairly close to a few nightclubs and bars. My office is on the 23rd floor, and in my position... I have an office, but most of this floor is filled up with cubicles in the middle. My office is in the far corner next to my boss's office. So to get to my office, I have to walk by all of the cubicles. I didn't get there late, probably around 8 or 9, but there was nobody else there. This was my second time going in alone, and it was peaceful. If I let my imagination run wild, however... I would get spooked easily. As I walked the path next to the cubicles, I was reminded of what was missing at home while looking at all the Christmas lights strung up, decorating people's workspaces. There was no lights on, but the place was lit up enough by all of the Christmas lights. I reached my office and unlocked it. I went inside, but didn't close the door. My computer and desk faced away from my door, 
so I couldn't see anyone that approached my door on workdays through the huge glass window that I had. I found this annoying, as I never knew who was knocking until I got up and opened the door. I sat down and began working as quickly as possible so I could get back home. After a while, I'd say about an hour into it, I heard the main entrance door close. I didn't hear it open, but when it closed it made a noise that was unmistakable. I wasn't spooked at this point, just curious as to who else was unlucky enough to have to come in and finish something. I got up from my desk and walked out onto the floor. I looked around, but didn't see anyone. I said loudly, Hello? Nobody responded. At this moment I got paranoid and freaked out, because I definitely heard the main entrance door close. Somebody was either here and then left, or was still in here and not responding to me. I was just about to turn around and get back to work, when I saw a head sticking up out of a cubicle on the opposite side of the floor, looking at me. I could see that it was a man, but couldn't make out any details of his face. I thought that he must be messing with me, so I shouted over to him. What a time to have to come in, huh? The man didn't move, so I tried again and said, I can see you, guy. He didn't move. I wasn't sure what to do next, so I felt through my pocket for my keys, and they were there. I started walking down the path towards the entrance door, the whole time watching this guy. I looked over at the entrance door for a second, just one second, and then looked back. He was gone. After seeing this, I was convinced that he was moving closer to me, so I ran the rest of the way to the door and went through it. I jogged over to the elevator and hit the button. I turned around quickly, and the door closed as it made the same noise as before. The door thankfully opened immediately, and I went inside and hit the first floor button. The door closed, and I didn't see the guy come out that door. I drove home and told my wife what happened. I had to call my boss and tell him as well, so I had a reason for not finishing my proposal that night. He was understanding and I went back in two days later with everyone else. I never found out who that guy was or what that was all about. Nothing was stolen or tampered with, to my knowledge. This happened to me about 15 years ago. I lived near the ocean, and I frequented a certain spot on the beach all the time. It was a lonely spot, and not many people ever really showed up there. This one Saturday afternoon, I was laying out in the sand in my spot, relaxing and tanning like I always did. It's not uncommon for me to fall asleep. I did sometimes if the sun wasn't too hot on my skin. This one particular day, I did. I woke up a while later to the sun now setting, and realized I had slept for quite a while. I looked to my left and saw a woman sitting near me, in the sand, but not on a towel. She was wearing jean shorts and a bathing suit top, and she had really pretty red hair. At first, I didn't really acknowledge her, but after glancing at her a few times, I noticed that she was just staring out into the ocean, and didn't turn to look at me, or anything for that matter. I felt a bit of curiosity, 
and said hello to her. She said hello right back, without turning her head to look at me. Right after that, she sprung to her feet and walked away. I thought that was weird, but didn't think anything really of it. About 30 minutes later, I packed up my stuff and left. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary, and I had a great day relaxing at the beach like I always did. Once I was home, I started making myself dinner. I heard my phone ring and walked over to my purse on the counter and pulled it out. It was my mom, and we started talking about the usual things when I noticed a square folded piece of paper sticking out in my purse in the midst of our conversation. My mom continued talking, and I pulled it out and unfolded it, confused, because I was pretty sure I didn't put it there. I literally dropped the phone when I read what was written. It was a note, and it said, I was going to rob you and stab you in the throat, but you just looked so peaceful. I picked up the phone and told my mom what happened, remembering that girl on the beach. We both nearly passed out. I started work as a mailman a few months ago, and just last week, I had an extremely bad experience. There's this one house, every time I deliver there, I see a person watch me through their window, and I mean every single time. I had always chalked this up to be an elderly person who has nothing better to do, and after a while of it happening, it didn't freak me out as much. One day though, I had to finish delivering mail on another carrier's route that had an emergency and had to stop early. When I was finished with theirs, I had to finish my own. As I made it to this one particular house where the person watched me every day, I saw that they were not there at the window. This made me happy, but also kind of made me nervous for some reason. I dropped the mail into their slot and continued on. I had three more houses before I had to return to my truck to grab all the mail for the next street. When I got back to the truck, I saw a weird-looking lady standing under the streetlight behind it. She looked like she was on drugs. She had stains all over her clothing. When she smiled at me, I noticed that she was missing teeth. She then said hello. I said it back and started gathering the mail for the next street. I couldn't see her as I did this and I felt like she was walking up behind me. I turned around and she was indeed closer than she was before. Standing in the street, I asked her if she needed something and she said, no. I then said back, okay, well I'm going to continue on. Have a good day. With all the mail ready to go, I closed the back door, made sure it was all locked up and started walking. I felt relieved to be walking away from this crazy looking woman. I delivered to about six houses when I noticed the woman standing next to a truck in the shadows. She was following me. I'm sure that she thought that I couldn't see her there. I continued on, and after every other house, I saw that she was keeping up and trying to hide, and this was so creepy. There was nobody else around, and I felt like she would attack me at any moment. I delivered the mail to another house, and sure enough, when I walked back to the sidewalk, I could see her standing in a shadow by a big tree across the street. I decided I could not continue my night like this, and walked over to her. 
She stiffened up when I approached her and I said, Why in the hell are you following me? She didn't respond and instead made my heart sink as she let out a noise only a crazy person would make. A noise like she was scared of me, but it sounded really odd. She then ran away. She was definitely on some kind of drugs, and the next day when I came to that house where I would always see somebody there watching me through the window, she was there, and I know that it was her. The following story happened when I was 16, and still to this day, I reflect on it from time to time. A bit of background. I live in Australia, and live reasonably close to a Royal National Park where this story takes place. If you aren't familiar with the park, it is a large area over 100 kilometers in space with winding roads and nothing but brushland that are quite fun to drive through. On a night like any other, I was doing just that. I was a passenger in my friend Ash's car, and my brother Lucas was with us. It was approximately 1 a.m., and we were driving deeper into the park as we had done hundreds of times before. As we came quickly around a bend in the route, we were face to face with a girl standing at the edge of the road, close to one of those barriers, as we must be near a cliff. She looked to be in her teens, her age I couldn't be 100% sure. Though this sounds cliché, I swear she was wearing some kind of white dress and was pale-faced. I am an avid horror movie fan, so I understand how this all sounds. Her immediate appearance wasn't what was concerning to us. We had stopped virtually in the middle of the road, and the car's headlights were shining directly on her. We became uneasy when the girl did not blink, flinch, or move a muscle despite facing us directly. I remember wondering why she would be out here standing in the pitch black night. I can't remember if my brother or our friend suggested it, but someone said, should we go see if she needs help? In that moment, so many questions were racing through my mind. I think I was the first to speak and said no, firmly. As much as I wanted to help someone, I reasoned with the boys, saying that if she was in trouble and needed help, she would have indicated it by now. I also suggested that it could be some kind of trap used to distract us, and someone could be nearby to attack us if we aided her. After what felt like hours, though, really, it was only a minute, we got the hell out of there. We had to drive past her to continue our route, and couldn't do a U-turn or a three-point turn, because the road was too narrow. As we drove past her, I was in the back seat and turned my head to watch her. I still get chills when I think about this, but that girl's head turned slowly in sync with the car's movements and watched us drive away. I kept my eyes on her, and still she did not blink or move as the light around her started to dim until she was in the darkness once again, and I could no longer see her face. Oddly enough, the three of us didn't mention it the next day, or for a very long time. At least I don't remember having a conversation about it with Lucas. It was only a few years later, when I had started to question if I had dreamed it, when I asked my brother and our friend if they remembered that night. To my horror, 
and somewhat relief. They did. They recalled the details as I had recalled them, so I knew it was real. Over the years I have wondered what became of her. I regret not going to the police, and you may ask why I would even go to the police if she had done nothing wrong. Truth be told, there are no residents that deep in the park, and she was a good hour's walk or so from the nearest highway. I have gone back to the park several times since, specifically to try to find the girl or see if there would be a common occurrence. I have researched online for any clues as to who she might have been. On one drive when I was searching, I said to a friend of mine, Nick, who was happy to come along, that there could be bodies in the brush and no one would know. A week after I said this, the dead body of a man was found a few feet away from the road in the brush by a motorist who had stopped to relieve himself. It was in the news and it makes me wonder, how many people are out there in that park? But most of all, who was that girl that we saw that night? I was ten years old, and being wheeled into the hospital late at night. Once I was inside, I remember the doctor telling my parents that I had pneumonia, and my mom started to cry. Those are the only things I remember about my visit up until I was left alone on the first night. I have no idea what time it was when this occurred, but probably very late. Everyone else in the rooms around me were sleeping, and so was I, until I heard something. I was facing the center of the room when I opened my eyes. I heard someone's shoes squeaking on the floor outside my hospital room. I turned over and saw a nurse walk by, but she had walked out of my vision, past my window before I could see her face. About two seconds passed, and then I saw her walk by again. This is when my heart stopped beating because of what exactly I saw. She was walking by at a very fast pace and was looking at me through the window in an exaggerated stare, meaning she was walking by, but her head turned completely to the right side as she did, not able to see in front of her as she walked and just staring at me. Very quickly, she was out of sight again, and then suddenly, she started walking by again in the opposite direction. She was walking back and forth in front of my window, this time, her head turned completely to the left, again, staring into my eyes. She had brown hair that was messy, and she looked insane. On this pass, I noticed that her eyes were opened very wide. At this point, I thought my heart would explode because of how it was beating and how scared I was. Nobody else was in sight. When she walked out of my vision, two seconds later, she was walking by again, every time her head turned to the side looking at me. I remember thinking, even at ten years old, that something about her was very wrong. I didn't move a muscle and could do nothing except just watch this incredibly scary woman walk back and forth in front of my window. One of the times she walked by, she was smiling, a huge, sickening smile that made tears well up in my eyes. Every time she walked by, she could not see what was in front of her, because the only thing she wanted to see was me, in my bed, through my window. 
It seemed like several minutes had passed until finally, finally she did not walk by again. She simply walked by one last time and then was gone. I sat there in my bed and peered out my window, expecting her to walk by again at any moment. But she didn't. I must have stared out my window for the better part of an hour before my eyes got so heavy that I fell asleep. The next morning I awoke with my dad sitting in my chair next to my bed, reading a book. He smiled when he saw that I was awake, and I told him what I saw before I fell asleep that night. He didn't seem to be scared, or even very alarmed. He asked me if I was sure that it wasn't a dream. I was 100% sure then, and I am 100% sure now. The woman was real, and it happened. She was wearing the same thing as every other nurse that I saw. I was in that hospital for three days and didn't see her again. This happened two years ago on our anniversary. My wife and I were celebrating three years married and we decided to both take a day off work and go for a drive down to the beach. It was a bit of a drive about three hours one way. The drive was amazing. We had fantastic conversation and enjoyed all the sights on the way out there. When we arrived, there was only a few hours left of daytime left, but we didn't mind. We kind of liked the idea of walking along the sand at night to look at the stars and listen to the ocean peacefully without the usual noise that comes with visiting the beach. We ate dinner at a nice steakhouse right on the water, and when we finished, we decided it was time to hit the beach, finally. From the restaurant, we walked to our car, which was parked in the lot right next to the beach entrance. My wife grabbed a sweater and a blanket, while I grabbed a six-pack and a small cooler that I had brought. We headed towards the sand and went through a very old wooden fence with an opening cut out. We walked out towards the water and marveled at the sight of it and the moon lighting our way beautifully. We stopped and chose a nice spot, about 30 yards away from the waves crashing against the sand, and about 70 yards I'd say from the wooden fence, leading back to our car. We unfolded the blanket and sat down on top of it. After a few minutes of talking, kissing, and drinking, we laid down. We were truly amazed by all the stars in the sky, and it was a gorgeous sight. I'd say about 15 minutes later I felt a presence. I was still watching the stars but I felt like there was somebody watching us. I sat up and noticed that my wife had drifted off to sleep. I looked around the beach and saw nothing. Complete serenity. Then I turned completely around. About 15 feet away was a man sitting behind us in the sand. This caught me completely off guard and scared the hell out of me. Mainly because he didn't speak when he noticed that I had seen him. He sat in the sand very close to us with a giant smile on his face. A giant, extremely creepy smile. I was in shock to see this, and at first was not even able to speak. I glanced at my wife who was completely asleep, and at that moment, I'm not sure why, but I felt like our lives were in very real danger. I looked up and the man reacted. His smile disappeared and turned into an angry look, 
He then pulled out a knife from behind him. I shook my wife awake. My wife woke up immediately and spun around to see what I was looking at. At that moment, he smiled at her, and my wife gasped when she saw that he had a knife. When she did this, he stood up and then took a step towards us. That's when I got to my feet and said, What do you want? You can have our phones and our keys, but I don't have any cash. The man looked completely crazy, which was terrifying. He wore a brown suit, all ripped up. It looked like it came out of a trash can. He was bald, and he looked homeless. He did not respond to me. After about 15 seconds of unnerving silence, he did something. He ran up to us very quickly, and my wife screamed. He stopped before he stepped foot onto our blanket, and once again, his smile turned into a crazy and angry-looking frown. I spoke one last time. Dude, you can have everything. Just be cool. You can have my beer. My voice was cracking. I was petrified. I tried to humanize this guy and make him feel almost welcome to our stuff. Like his knife wasn't a big deal. He then spoke to us. He said in a normal, insane voice, I don't drink. Then he turned around and started walking away from us. Relief hit me like a ton of bricks. He continued walking away and then turned around again. He didn't look at us, but instead looked up at the sky. Then he turned around again and made his way through the fence and disappeared into the town. My wife started tearing up, and I said, Let's go. We very quickly grabbed our belongings and started walking towards our car. When we got to our car, we saw people outside the restaurant talking and laughing. They had no idea what we just experienced. We got inside the car and drove away. We were pretty much silent on the way back home. My wife just hung her head out the window. We haven't gone back to that town since. I am in my thirties, and I am about to tell you of the scariest night of my life. I had just gotten home from work at around 6 p.m. My wife and daughter had decided to visit my wife's parents that evening, and left my young son and myself alone. It was a long, tough day at work, and I found myself drifting off while reading on my bed. Meanwhile, my son was watching TV in his room. His door was shut. I drifted off into full-on slumber when something awoke me. Not a sound or anything. Just a sickening feeling of dread. I got up out of bed and saw that my dog was laying on the ground next to the bed, as she was when I laid down a little over two hours ago. It was around 8.30 at this time now, and I realized my wife and daughter were still gone. I walked into the living room and found my house to be completely dark. I walked to my son's bedroom and opened the door. Extreme uneasiness came over me as I opened his door to darkness, and he was no longer there. I immediately did an about-face and stomped down the hall, yelling his name. No response. I stood in the pitch-black kitchen for a moment, trying to comprehend what was happening and where my son could be. I pulled my cell phone out of my pocket and dialed my wife. Hello? 
Baby, is John with you? Did you guys come home? I felt my heart sink into my stomach when she said a firm and confused, No. She then asked, What do you mean? Where is he? I stood in the darkness and felt like I was going to explode with pure fear. He's not in the house. I'm calling Brandon's house. He's probably... My wife cut me off in a bold tone. What do you mean? Okay, call his house. I told her that I would call her right back. I called Brandon's house phone, and his mother answered after three rings. Hi, Teresa. Is John over there? She sounded confused and replied, Yes. You didn't know he came over? The amount of relief I felt, I cannot tell you. I told Brandon's mother to send John home immediately, that he was in big trouble. They only lived six houses down from us, on the same street, but my son was nine years old. I should have called the police that night, and I will tell you why. My wife got home pretty quick after that, with my daughter. John walked in the door like nothing was wrong. What the hell do you think you're doing leaving the house without my permission? He looked at me like I was insane. Dad, you said I could go. I asked you. I glared at him with an equally puzzled look on my face. When? No, I did not. When you were outside my bedroom door playing. My look of confusion turned into sheer terror. What are you talking about? I fell asleep on my bed. I was never playing outside your door. My son responded. You knocked and I said come in, and you were laughing. You were playing. I asked if I could go to Brandon's and you said yes. At this point, I was a mixture of extreme confusion and fear. John, I've been asleep. I never said you could go. I was never playing outside your door. Fast forward a bit now. I had chalked this up to a misunderstanding. My son was either lying to me or was hearing things. Or I had done these things and had no memory of it somehow. Because of how tired I was, perhaps? I really didn't know. That night, we were all laying in bed, and I was laying there in the darkness, my wife asleep. We had a back door connected to our master bedroom. The back door had a huge glass window on it, almost the full length of the door, and I could see the entire backyard. It was a normal thing for me to look out there periodically throughout the night, because it was right in my line of sight when I would lay on my right side. While laying there, trying to make sense of the earlier incident, I felt the blood in my veins turn from a warm flow to an icy cold current. There was a man crouched down in my backyard, underneath my trampoline. I lay there frozen with fear, probably for about two or three minutes. The man did not move. I don't think he could see that I was looking at him. Suddenly, the man forced me to react. He moved quickly out from underneath the trampoline and towards my daughter's bedroom window, which was just out of my view. Just as quickly as that happened, I heard my daughter scream. No exaggeration, I was out of that bed and in her room in less than five seconds. In the midst of her scream, my son opened his door as I flew by, my wife right behind me. I switched on her light, 
to see her sitting up in bed screaming, pointing at her bedroom window, glaring at the maniac with his palms pressed against her glass, laughing hysterically. I gasped, grabbed my daughter and all of us ran into the kitchen, where I grabbed the house phone off the wall and dropped it due to the speed that I had tried to do so. I picked it up off the ground and very shakily dialed 911. The man's laugh had ceased, and none of us moved. My wife and I clutched kitchen knives as the four of us crouched in the dark and waited for the police to come. To my surprise, they showed up very quickly and knocked on the front door. I let them in and told them what had happened. They walked through the whole house and then into the backyard. They found nothing. After talking with the cops for a while and puzzling all the pieces together, I concluded that the man had been in my house earlier that evening, while I slept, and played a little game with my son. To this day I have no idea why this happened, who this man was, or what happened to him. But none of us ever saw him again. He was never caught. I bought a gun very shortly after this incident, and I pray that I never see this man around my family again, or I will kill him.